Welcome to the Don Pravda and Erica Gray Show, The Twist. Welcome, folks, to The Twist. I'm Erica Gray. And I'm Don Pravda. And today we're going to talk about the Jerusalem Post Conference, which is an annual conference which Don and I just attended. And this particular conference was exceptional, and we cannot wait to tell you about it. And another thing about the conference is that the Jerusalem Post is the only newspaper that, or online newspaper now, that comes to New York City. And Don is going to explain why the Jerusalem Post comes to Manhattan. The largest community outside of Israel of Jewish population is New York City and its five boroughs. A remarkable happening occurred on Monday the 12th in the Gotham Hall. Three years have passed since the Jerusalem Post event came together and there was a tremendous amount of excitement. Ambassadors, sheikhs, nobility, why do they come here? Because we're the Big Apple. And as Eric Adams said, the mayor of New York City, Brooklyn is the Tel Aviv of the United States of America. And you're right, Mr. Mayor, this is the Big Apple. The action is here. But also the New York Jewish community, you told me, is a lifeline for Israel, if you can explain that. Absolutely. Considering we've had major wars in Israel, 48, 56, 67, 73, where does the aid come from? Where does the emotion for Israel, the love for it, the prayers come from? This is the biggest city of Jewry outside Israel, and this is the place that makes it happen. There's a large Jewish population in, in New York. Well, it's very high. Uh, I've heard 15% of New York. I've heard 10%, even a little more. But who's counting? Well, it's the, it's the largest Jewish community outside of Israel. And also, yes. isn't it also headquarters of some of the major Jewish organizations, which some you have presided over? Yes, the uh, Jewish Federation, the flagship, is here. Hadassah is here, uh, a group that I represented many years ago, Armdi, American Red, Magen David, Israel, amongst so many other groups. And this is where we light the fire for the world. Jewry in New York City and our friends who love Israel as well. And also certain prime ministers of Israel grew up in New York, and you'll read that some of these politicians that are in Israel actually are from New York. You want to name a few? Well, that's true in the sense that the longest serving prime minister in the history of Israel, Benjamin Netanyahu, was in the United States. His father was a professor and was a historian as well. And so Mr. Netanyahu, uh, learned English with an American accent. His father was a professor at Cornell, among other places. Upstate New York, Ithaca, New York. Okay. And also, New York has a large Hasidic or Haredim community. Absolutely. Which, uh, my knowledge of the Haredim is that the 
the rules, the in certain rules in Israel, the religious rules are actually established by the Haredim and New York has it. And you visit those synagogues on a regular basis. Do you want to mention a little bit about that? Absolutely. Uh, New York City ha is filled with synagogues, both on the east side and the west side of Manhattan. Uh, here in Manhattan, the major Hasidic group is Lubavitch. And Lubavitch is an amazing group and organization. Their headquarters at 770 Eastern Parkway. They have many synagogues in the borough of Manhattan, as well as, of course, uh, Queens, Brooklyn, and Staten Island. But isn't 770 a very famous, you want to tell us about that, that very famous synagogue? 770, founded by uh, the Lubavitcher Rebbe and his father-in-law, really his father-in-law came here first, is the heartbeat of world Jewry. It is simply the place, it's the closest we have. This is my opinion, of course, to the Holy Temple, is 77 Eastern Parkway, the headquarters internationally of Lubavitch Hasidim. Wow. And the Lubavitch is the rabbi or produced the rabbi that's now in Russia, the, who speaks with Putin, who you, you've talked about. And actually, he was supposed to be at the event, and he wasn't there. Yes, Rabbi Lazar... Uh, is is really the one person who drew the attention of Vladimir Putin. They speak every week. I can't tell you much about their conversations, but there is a long, close relationship between Rabbi Lazar and Vladimir Putin. And, of course, uh, let's not forget the man who had the official title, Rabbi Goldschmidt, who his contract has not been renewed, is a vast has a vast understanding of Russia and how the government works there. Well, now we're going to talk about the event and the Jerusalem Post Annual Conference, New York 2022. And I was, well, first of all, it was a little tight in there, Don. Wouldn't you say it was a little tight in Gotham Hall? Yeah. There were so many people, it was sold out. Sold out in advance. We haven't had this conference in three years, and as the uh, rumors spread about the dignitaries who would appear, everybody seemed to want to go, and it will only be normal. The uh, defense minister, Benny Gantz, was here. Uh, Ronald Lauder, the most influential Jewish leaders in history, was the keynote speaker in the morning, reminding us, by the way, Erica, that Israel has 22 political parties. Wow. That takes a real memorization, so I won't do that for you. However, in America, generally, we have the Democratic Party, the Republican Party, and a few independents that capture maybe a handful of percent, but Israel's 22 political parties. Do you think they have a few arguments in Israel politically? Just a few. Yeah, I would say more than a few. <laughs> But the, the lineup there was really impressive. But not only that, what was great was you'd go back to the tea and coffee table and you didn't know who you would meet. And so I was having great conversations with uh, one with a former ambassador. 
and others that we're going to be having on the show. We're going to be having many of these individuals as guests who were attending uh, this event and those that we were able to access because there were certain speakers who, uh, Benny Gans and Lauder, they left as soon as they spoke, but there were others who hung around and we're going to have some very, very interesting discussions on this show from some of the individuals that we were able to meet there. Including uh, many people who are there are former leaders or former ambassadors. In the case of a certain gentleman from Canada, a former senator of Canada who's been a Jewish leader for many years. And let's not forget another gentleman who's running for the governorship of the state of New York. We're right on the edge of that election in November, and that is Lee Zeldin, a very proud Jew who's served in our military, who's a U.S. congressman, now running for governor, and the race has become neck and neck. Yes, Lee Zeldin said he would come on, and then we also spoke with Josh Gottheimer. He's very dynamic, the congressman, very dynamic. We're going to have him and also a former prime minister of Israel, Ehud Elmert. We met Ehud Elmert. Oh, so of course, you can do the correct pronunciation. No, uh, Mr. Elmert, still around after all these years. And uh, he represents the more liberal parties of Israel. I think we could say that uh, rather easily. And uh, the anticipation for the next election is enormous because we're just months away from another election in Israel. And it does seem as the whisperings surfaced around the room, Likud is on its way back. So carefully take a look and see, monitor that situation. The election in Israel with Mr. Lapid versus look for the Likud party, making a big splash, a big return. Well, the other piece I'd like to mention is Elnet. And Elnet is an outfit where they're looking to improve relations with the, or Israel to improve relations with the European Union. And we're going to be attending a conference in Paris in May uh, with Elnet. And we'll be lining that up, but that was also very interesting because, of course, my specialty on this show is European Union affairs and, of course, Israel. So I found his talk very interesting, and we will have those representatives from Elnet also on this show talking about those relations, and which has some, there is some areas of real difficulty. And... You want to talk about that? Well, let's just say something pleasant. Nothing like Paris in the springtime, and that's when their conference will occur. Yes. They also highlighted something that's very important, the rise of anti-Semitism in Europe and globally the rise of anti-Semitism and on the Internet. So this is a very vital group, and uh, we'll be attending their conference in Europe just in seven or eight months, and look forward to that. I want to say that as a non-Jew at this event, I think one of the things that really stood out to me is the anti-Semitism and its impact 
so much so that, and this wasn't the first conference it's, it's brought up at, but also the previous conference and the Jewish activists who are creatively working on different ways to combat the anti-Semitism. So I think as a non-Jew, you really can feel the impact of the sufferings of your people. And um, I couldn't help but just feel empathy. And right. I'm happy to be a person who supports the Jews and supports Israel and also Israel as the Jewish homeland and Absolutely. Jerusalem as the Jewish capital, or the Jews should be having the reign over Jerusalem. And not that the Jews would ever deny the Christians or the Islamics their place or their places, but they should be the ones who control the city but I think they also recognize that there's a lot of tourism that comes into the sure. city, which also helps to boost, you know, Israel, Israel's image. And I, I, but I, it's of my belief that that should be in the hands of the Jews of Israel and of the Israeli leadership. And uh, so how's that for a Christian Zionist, okay. Don? <laughs> Sounds great to me. And we had Miss uh, Sherry Dollinger representing John Hagee's church out of Texas. And, and thankfully, we have a lot of support from the Christian and evangelical communities. And of course, Israel missed this group for several years due to the pandemic. And now people are flocking back and how exciting it is for the state of Israel to have thousands of tourists per week coming in, staying at their hotels, eating at the restaurants, taking the tours, going to the holy sites, a real shot in the arm for Eretz Yisrael. But the other thing with Sherry is she's also agreed to come on the show. And uh, John Hege has a nonprofit for Israel, you know, geared yes. for Israel, and we'll have her talk about that. But she was also on the panel talking about the evangelicals' contribution to Israel as far as, well, I know we, we've had a lot of influence on U.S. policy. I know especially under Trump, we, we had that influence. And again, with our aim of seeing to it, one, the protection of the Jews. So, of course, we would be against any anti-Semitism. And the second thing is also that the protection of Israel as your land, because that's in our Bible. We take that as the word of God. And if that's what the Bible says, that's what we go along with. And we recognize that. So that's why, where we agree. I know there's areas that we disagree, which is why this is the twist. But <laughs> we are also, but that is a big area that we do agree, is in that support of Israel. And I, I have to say, it was really wonderful to be at the event and be with the Jewish people. And I also couldn't help but notice that when the U.S. anthem was being played, it did not get as much emotion as when the Israeli anthem or Israel anthem was played and how many of the attendees were standing and you could just feel the emotion in the room that the Jews have 
for their land. Standing room only and, at the end of the, the conference for the national anthem being played. And um, I have to commend those other evangelicals that we met at the event. They are very emotionally involved. They care about Israel. They're concerned about Israel. And it's a big part of their lives. Yes, and also the protection of the Jewish people as well and are taking a stand. I think that also is what impacted me. And it's actually when, when Gottheimer was talking about his campaign and people putting swastikas on his campaign signs because he's Jewish. I mean, you cannot help, as a, again, as a non-Jew listening to this, but feel the compassion for the pain that your people suffer and having something like that that's that's to me was just horrific i mean i you don't think that something is going to happen that somebody's going to put swastikas on a campaign sign because a candidate is jewish we just i i think it, you don't realize that it's this extensive and it's this severe i think the non-jews don't realize that so we'll also be addressing anti-semitism as well on this program absolutely true and uh, i think it was you who told me that every jew is born paranoid or something yes, to that a effect. famous rabbi who's around 100 years old uh, the great rabbi david luckins he did state to be born jewish is to be born paranoid so we could just smile a little bit on the other hand there's a lot of truth in this statement and that is that continues uh, rabbi luckins was very close to senator daniel patrick moynihan of new york so final thoughts on the jerusalem post conference fantastic We're saying mitsoyan and May we return next year, another year at the Jerusalem Post Conference. And I will also say to you the following, Shalom, Shalom, Shalom. And my final thought is this. I think this really makes the, well, being the news junkie that I am, I think this really makes the Jerusalem Post stand out from the other news rags the fact that they host a conference like this, that they're bringing out so many dignitaries. And also there was other media people there. There was another major Israeli media outlet. Uh, I-24 was there also interviewing because of, or interviewing some of the people that were there. And you saw other media people. Uh, we met a we met Jeff, we were just on his program yesterday, who has a radio show, and then we have The Twist. So other, you know, independent journalists or radio people were also there. So this really gives the Jerusalem Post a one-up. It truly does. And uh, they're meeting in Manhattan, which of course is the second largest Jewish community in the world. So that's my final thoughts. Excellent event. So happy that we went. And you can expect as our viewers that we're going to be having a lot of interesting interviews going forward while we cover world news and we'll talk about developments. 
but we're also going to be able to bring in other issues as well, like anti-Semitism and the certain issues that affect the Jewish people. And that's done more in your court and in your area of expertise. So folks, until next time, stay tuned for our next broadcast. And if you don't subscribe to our channel, subscribe today. Tune in next time for more from Don Provder and Erica Gray for their twist on world news.